Hello and welcome to Unabashed Book Snobbery, the podcast where we gush about George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire and find fault with its foolish adaptation, Game of Thrones. This is where being a book snob is a good thing. Why do critics give this show up? And here with me are Julia. Hello. Caroline. Hi, everybody. And our very special returning guest, Danzy. Yay! Hello! <laughs> Yay! So we write for thefandamentals.com for fundamentally sound fandom analysis. But Danzy, where can people find you on the interwebs? Uh, you can find me, Kylie, uh, on YouTube, forward slash Danzy Reviews. And they're awesome. She does Game of Thrones reviews that are hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, they are. In addition to other other videos. Um, <clears throat> but if you're into thefandamentals.com or potentially book snobbery and critical Game of Thrones coverage, you'll find a place on our website. You might also want to consider supporting us as a Fundamentals Plus subscriber. If you go to thefundamentals.com, there's an FM Plus button. Click on it, and for either $30 a year or $3 a month, which is so cheap, you can it's the price become of a, a subscriber. It's the I, price of a latte. I'm going to do it right now, Kylie. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't done it already? I mean, my soy milk lattes are like a dollar more than that. So, because they just arbitrarily charge you for it. But what do you get for it? Well, you get access to exclusive articles and live hangouts and podcasts and all sorts of things. I, I feel like I'm doing the ad for Nickelodeon magazine that used to run <laughs> <laughs> over and over again. Oh, I remember that. It's good. You would make a great, like, children's TV host. You're on a yeah. mission to get Nickelodeon magazine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just uh, add in some weird faces and then you're good to go. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I already look cartoonish enough for that, so. Yeah, maybe, maybe I have a career change that. coming up. Anyway, who are we? Why are we the unabashed book snobs? And why are you listening to us talk about Game of Thrones? Well, it turns out we're not We have as... no answer for the last one. <laughs> <laughs> that is your life choice. As as wonderful and cultural zeitgeisty as Game of Thrones <sighs> seems to be, uh, we are a bit less enthused with the execution. Uh, Speaking of 
Is the ubiquity getting worse, or is it just me? What do you mean? Like, it seems to be even more everywhere this week than usual. Um, Like, more than last week. I don't... I don't know. I was kind of engaging with the fandom more last week, because I thought last week was funnier. So... There's more memes. I've seen more memes. Yeah. Mostly Bran. (laughs) Someone made a compilation of Bran staring at people and put, um... The Every Breath You Take song over it. Oh, dear. <laughs> Those were pretty funny. I don't know. I enjoyed some of those. <laughs> I, I saw a re-edited GIF set where it was John and Danny making out, and she's like, don't be afraid, like when Jogon was watching them, but instead of Jogon, it just cuts to da- Bran staring at them. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. But, yeah, okay. Episode uh, two of season eight, A Night of the Seven Kingdoms. Is that uh, what it's called? <laughs> it is, yeah. Uh, it was... Some people were saying it was the rightful queen, like some articles and news sites had said that, but no, it was just as meaningful and just as spoilery, A Knight of the Seven Kingdoms. Why are they hiding the titles from us? What do they think that's going to spoil? Like, a very, (laughs) very involved book reader who read Duck and Egg Mm -hmm. might have guessed this meant Brienne, right? Yeah, because she is the Duncan Egg of this era, or the Duncan, rather, of this era. Yeah. Because she's a knight who's not a knight. That's like, I don't know, maybe 40 people watching this show, so... <laughs> and I'm four of them are here. <laughs> now, if... <laughs> if you are listening to us for the first time, uh, we're yes, we are always this disorganized getting going, but some of our listeners also do not watch the show because they just don't like it and it's not really a pleasant viewing experience for a lot of people and as a result we usually start this podcast with a lovely recap of the events uh and and this week you you know shiro shinobi's work was cut out for him let's just say that Uh, so we're gonna turn this on over to shiro himself who's totally a different person this week on Game of Thrones, the army of the dead has passed last half and is nearly upon 90% of our core cast, so naturally the show comes to a screeching, wheel-spinning halt in Winterfell. No, really, nothing happens. Well, first there's Jamie's non-trial where Danny attempts to punish him for killing the Mad King Ares, having waited until now rather than mentioning it at the pit meeting of last season for reasons. However, Brienne says that he's totally cool and can hang, and Bran does not mention being shoved from a tower, so it all fizzles. Danny is super pissed at Tyrion for having trusted in Cersei to send an army, and questions his handship because he has literally never made a good decision for her yet. But fear not, Tyrion fans. Every single person Danny talks to for the remainder of the episode vouches for how incredibly smart and talented he is. Daddy tries to smooth things over with that ever-catty Sansa, who admits she's worried John only knelt because he's so smitten. Danny explains that she is smitten herself. She's fighting the war for the survival of humanity only because she loves John. That's admirable. But that was so rough. Two women seem to get along. Sansa asks about the Northern Independence after the war. Before this is actually dealt with, Theon shows up and asks Sansa if he can fight for Winterfell. She welcomes him with a hug. After 20 more mystifying minutes in the episode, somehow, Ed, Torment, and Beric arrive to tell everyone that the army of the dead is going to be there. Tomorrow! Suddenly, it's time to plan a battle! Did they not have scouts? 
Cheryl, this isn't your job. Just get with Bill for the recap. I forgot that you did this voice, and I'm just laughing. It's really funny. You know what? Everyone's a critic. Bran tells everyone that the Night King's totally only after him because he left a mark on his arm during that confusing green-seeing incident in Season 6. As a result, he wants to wait away from everyone in the Godswood in hopes of luring the Night's King to him. Theon agrees to serve as his bodyguard for poetic justice reasons. Jamie asks Brienne if he could serve under her command at the last flank, and she looks touched. Later, he, Brian, Tyrion, Tormund, Davos, and other people, oh yeah, pod, end up in a room together drinking, and Jamie knights Brienne. She looks touched. <laughs> Elsewhere, the totally 18-year-old Arya decides she's probably going to die, so she may as well have sex to see what it's like, since, well, what else would she do? She bangs Gendry, and that's as specific as I would like to be about it. <laughs> Battle preparations include the women and children being told to go into the crypts for safety, except for Lyanna Mormont, our bestest littlest feminist. She yells at Jorah that she's fine to fight. After she leaves, Sam pops up to give him heartsbane because apparently it's the right thing to do. Neato! Missandei and Grey Worm get mean looks from northern children and decide that after the war they will retire to north together away from these racists. They're only three days from that retirement after all. <laughs> and finally, Danny finds John in the empty crypts and tells her that... And he tells her the truth about his mother and father. She realizes this means he is the last living male Targaryen heir, but naturally, before there can be an actual conversation about it, the White Walkers arrive. What will our hero's fate be? Stay tuned on this season of Game of Thrones. Woo! Nice. Good job. Man, talk about character gumbo when you were describing that uh, scene with oh all of them on fire. I'm actually <laughs> really, really impressed that you were able to summarize that because that's that was a really hard episode to summarize. I I was like staring at a blank document for yeah. five minutes. That was also my writing before. process. Yes. <laughs> Although I will say, Caroline, about your point that you just made, I saw this tweet that was like, "The Game of Thrones writers brought all these characters together," and made it look seamless i'm like um what <laughs> that it, episode it, was all seamless. it was like it was like an it was like an uh, an au it was like what would happen if we put all these characters in front of yeah, the fire it, and like, give them stuff to drink it's like those jamie and brienne diner modern au's <laughs> yeah or they're all in high school or something yeah <laughs> <laughs> someone said to one of my mentions that it was like a convention it felt like that and that's very, very accurate, I think. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, that's our first bullet point. Oh, everybody, cool. Everybody loved this episode. Shall we consider the possibility that it's us who are wrong and not the rest of the world? Well, I, no. I no, don't. it's the children who are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, because here, so so I've actually talked to several people that I, across the board, um, from show only watchers i'm getting that they believed it was they were like well it was set up it was set up it was and they they don't say wheel spinning but that's what they mean you know they're like it was set up it wasn't the battle it was before the battle and a lot of people don't like that a lot of people are really excited for the battle and i think part of that was there was some advertisement or communication from D that like the first three episodes are the battle of winterfell and i think I mean, because I thought that it was going to be, like, a multi-episode battle. That's what I I thought that meant. I did, too. Like, I thought we would already be, like, knee-deep in, like, White Walkers right now. <laughs> right. I didn't, I didn't, like, it, and it's fine to have just one episode battle. I'd much rather do that because I would hate to have a three-episode battle. It's going to be, like, a 90-minute long episode if that makes you feel better. Yeah. There's one feature-length battle episode 
and then a regular episode, and then another feature-length battle episode, and then the finale. Oh, boy. And the finale is also feature-length, but, like, so was the episode with the pit meeting, so that, like, does not mean anything at all. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, Caroline, I'm not talking about, like, you know, the schmoes at the courthouse. I'm talking about, like, the BBC reviewer who gave it five stars, or Joanna Robinson, who says it was her favorite episode of the series. Well, this what? is okay. First, first of all, Joanna Robinson is just a giant shipper. I, I'm not trying to say that to be dismissive. I'm saying she is very single-mindedly invested in the Jamie Brienne ship, and I've seen this for <laughs> years and years. I I really respect a lot of what she has to say, but I I could totally see that like overshadowing everything for her. She said she cried seven times on Twitter. She sounds like she's just got some problems of her own that she needs to work out there. Or she was drinking a lot of wine? I don't know. I don't want to psychoanalyze that. One cry for each of the southern gods. I don't think you should... I I honestly don't think you should discount the schmoes of the courthouse, though, Julia, because there's a lot of times where the critical opinion is not in lockstep with the viewer opinion. And we've seen that with certain movies that critics will rip apart or rave about, and viewers are just like, no, I'm not getting it. Yeah. And I, I actually am seeing a much more mixed reaction overall to just nothing happening in this fucking episode. So what I, what I, I do, am seeing is when it comes to this this um, talking around the fire is that people either really love the group around the fire or they think it's really stupid. I fall yeah. in the latter category. <laughs> I mean, it's like the reviews are getting like kind of like the bar letter at this point. Like you read the reviews <laughs> and then you watch the episode and you're just like, what? <laughs> what episode were you watching? <laughs> Well, and I will say that this episode seems almost designed to, like, win over critics. It's a bottle episode. Critics love bottle episodes, right? Mm -hmm. And there's this, like, air of, oh, what we're doing is weighty. Kind of like that opening sequence um with before Cheryl blew up the seps. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, Cersei. We call her Cheryl... Because she's First time not listeners, you'll you'll just have to deal. Jamie is Larry. You'll, yeah. Yeah. It makes but, sense. You'll see his Larry faces in this episode. It's clearly yeah, like, so remember funny. how that was filmed when it was like a close up of Marjorie's stays getting tied on her dress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's significant. That that's kind of like how this was supposed to be framed. Like these characters are facing death, significant. And yeah. then I think <laughs> critics just kind of well, we can't knock that, so it must be great. I mean, in the in the episode's defense, and this would be my one in the episode's defense, I did feel that the atmosphere of the episode was very, like, calm before the storm. And I, as a viewer, like that stuff. But like, you kind of have to like that to, to appreciate I, it. I like it a lot, too. I just don't think this was well, well executed. My favorite critic trick in the last couple seasons is they write, like, basically a negative or neutral review, and then they give it, like, an A plus or five stars. Yeah. That's yeah, my favorite really. I've seen that a lot, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's basically what the BBC does every week. I don't know why I read it every week. It always upsets me. <laughs> I mean, I can tell you why they do it, and and I think we can all attest to it. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of money to be made in not liking Game of Thrones. Nope, nope. Like, this is this is not a popular, you know, segment mm. of the internet. Otherwise, we'd have a lot more money. Otherwise, yeah. although I did get my boyfriend's cousin to start listening. Hi, MP. Woo. I hope you're still here. New viewer. <laughs> I will say it was really, really funny in the comments of our live watch and and anyone listening, you were welcome to visit thefundamentals.com as Game of Thrones is live airing and join our discus thread. It's a lot of fun or discuss, however it's supposed to be pronounced. Yeah, I was was lurking the last time you guys did that. That was really funny. Don't lurk next week. Oh my God, we need you. And someone's like, my 
my sister and her boyfriend are here. This will be interesting. And then they got to like the Aria sex and they're like, oh, my sister boy, my sister's boyfriend just broke. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, like, yeah. Okay, so I mean, we kind of started talking about the the earned or not earned. I mean, we do want yeah, to well, we want to play a game called Earned or Not Earned. Oh, I see. <laughs> because a lot of like character threads, I suppose, were resolved in this episode, mm-hmm. or like like significant, like you know, hashtag significant things happened well, to a lot of characters. <laughs> hashtag Honestly, bef- before we even go into that, uh, not to like belabor this, but let's belabor Jamie's it. trial. <laughs> That was oh, the man. Thing. Let's it add was that. such a sell in in the trailer, and then he was fine walking around after four minutes of the episode. But it's and, like, and, oh. and we followed him around too. I don't like, understand. Was... I don't understand the easiest. And there's a really clear, easy explanation for this. Larry's Jamie, Jamie Larry is there, <laughs> and Dan's like, "You done totally stabbed my father to death. What the fuck's that about?" Well, Larry like, should have you... just explained. Hey. Your dad was literally going to burn down the entire city and kill millions. You already know he was Cuckoo Kachu. Also, she's trying to make this argument in a room full of northerners when her dad burned <laughs> one of their lords alive and strangled the other lord watching. Yeah. Like, you really yeah. think you have the high ground on this? And she has already dealt with Jamie. She's already yeah. been in a fucking meeting with him. She was already seeking an alliance out with him because wasn't the whole conceit of the truce meeting? There's a bigger threat. So let's just let bygones be bygones. I mean, We've all done hurt to each other. I remember you mentioning uh, this past couple of days, Kylie, that like you read somewhere that D&D basically admit that they write scenes with two characters and they're just like, what do they have in common? What would they talk about? <laughs> yeah. And so like, what do what do Larry and Deadman have in common? Ha, he killed her dad. I guess yeah. they're going to talk about that. <laughs> oh, no, no. Because, yeah, it's 100% oh they're God. talking about. Yeah. They're talking about with... um. Danny and Sam meeting, and they're like, what are their shared histories? Well, obviously, Jorah. She saved Jorah. They could talk about that. And then also, she killed his, you know, father and brother. So that that's another thing they share. And that's like, literally, we knew this, because that's how they wrote those walk and talks in yeah. that Beyond the Wall episode, where John and mm-hmm. um, what's-his-face Barrack were walking together. It's like, what do they both have in common? They both were dead. So then they just <laughs> talk about having I mean, in, in its in its discreet idea, that's not a bad way to begin to brainstorm a scene. That's not necessarily the cardinal rule of writing a scene. I think that's yeah, the problem. D&D don't believe in second drafts of their scripts. <laughs> oh, that's no, really don't. obvious based on the writing. Because, I mean, like, this, this scene with Danny and Larry... It would have made a lot more. I mean, it's perfectly fine for her to say like, "Hey, you're the you're the Kingslayer. You're the one who killed my dad." But then him to explain why, and then like you're saying, bringing up the fact that, and also, hey, your, your dad burned a lot of people alive, and people in this room had relations to them. Isn't that weird? And maybe talk about that as opposed to I vouch for him, and I vouch for him, and I yeah. vouch for him, and he he is so great. We I all mean, vouching, the one you know? part of that scene that kind of felt earned was Brienne vouching for him. Oh, I agree with that. But what I will mm-hmm. say about the scene as a whole, because Julia, you're kind of defending it as like, well, this is a shared history. I'm not defending it. I'm just saying that, of I'm, course, they wrote it that way. <laughs> but like, doesn't there need to be some kind of why does this scene exist when the end result wasn't anything? Like, it I mean, wasn't I guess anything. you could argue she's not upset about Larry's presence. She's upset about the news that Cheryl's fucked her over. Then don't even have a fake ass trial. Or oh if you're going to give him a trial... Have Bran mention 
the window thing so that the characters could actually grapple with it and then John could be like, it doesn't matter, there's bigger stakes. And then we could be like, John is so smart. No, but John was really distracted during this meeting. Remember when yeah. they looked at him? They are like, what do you think? Yeah. He's like, oh shit, what? He looked like he <laughs> was like the North thing. thing. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Uh. I loved how, like, a lot of the first part of this episode was just Jamie going around being like, oh my god, Cersei lied to you? She lied to me. That's so <laughs> unlike her. <laughs> No, but he, but he always knew what him. she was. The pacing. Oh my! We'll talk about the pacing later. But the first ten minutes of the episode was just following Jamie around. <laughs> I know his it was day. like, honey, maybe split these scenes up. <laughs> like, why? Why was there an eighth season? I can't get over this episode. Why was there not seven seasons with ten episodes? It's probably like a scheduling thing, like in terms of filming and stuff. No, no. it's a money thing. It's because HBO wants money. <laughs> That's what yeah, it is. yeah. They they could have switched this all into a ten a ten season, maybe, yeah, or yeah. they could have done like a twelve season or twelve, 12 episode, episode season. season. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, I can't believe it's not character growth. Sansa is like, "Hey, you attacked my father in the streets of King's Landing," and Jamie goes, "I'm not <laughs> apologizing, and I would do it all again if I could." <laughs> Like Jamie, honey, read the room. Yeah, and the dot over the eye, I guess, is his love for Cheryl. Or knighting Brienne. I don't even know. So why didn't Jamie knight Brienne after she vouched for him instead of for no reason? Well, because Torment had to get drunk and bring it up. Like speaking of like, you know, Jeremy Baramy character growth. I was like, there was that scene where he tells her that he wants to serve under her or whatever, and she's just like, why aren't you insulting me? Like, by the time they finished the road trip, he wasn't insulting her anymore. He gave her a quest and an armor and a suit of armor and was just like, I'm yeah. trusting you with my honor. Yeah, they had that nice so why is she? why is she shocked that he's not they, they insulting a, her? No, no, no. They, they had another moment at River Run. Remember their awkward yeah. goodbye wave? Yeah. Like, they had that moment, too, where they're like, oh, we shouldn't talk about politics because it's awkward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so why, and, like, and was like has she forgotten all the character growth that she, like, you know, prompted in him? I also was thinking, let's let's talk about earned or not earned with Brienne's knighting specifically. Yeah. But, you know, Jamie calls her, like, a paragon of virtue or whatever. And I don't think people remember show Brienne, who, first of all, has not done anything proactive to yep. protect the Stark siblings. Not mm-hmm. really. Like Sansa ran into her mm-hmm. outside of Winterfell when hounds were chasing her, and Brienne killed a few hounds. So she that, ditched that was Sansa helpful. to kill Stannis. She <laughs> like, got yeah, more right? fighting for her stupid candle, yeah. and then left to kill Stannis. And then I it's mean, like, like, oh, Brienne, I trust you with my life, Brienne. Real Brienne is a real knight. Like you know, she's like the dunk of our generation, basically. Like. Because she has that, like, compassion and, you know, concern for the disadvantaged and things like that, that, like, the aristocratic yeah. knights don't tend to have. Well, she is an aristocrat, but, you know. And, like, this Brienne had that a little bit where, like, she wanted to bury bodies, but not the same way. I mean, really. the thing that, the, like, the, like, thing that's emblematic with how different these characters are is how they treat Pondrick. Because, like... <laughs> Poor Pod. Yeah, because, like, Book Brienne is all, like, you know, Podrick has been badly done by all these adults in his life. I have to take responsibility for him and, like, you know, teach him what he needs to know. And Showbrand is just like, I'm not your mother. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, even Jamie was like, look how far Pod's come. And she's like, well, he doesn't know a lot. <laughs> but, but again, and then, and then Pod's, I don't know, Pod's sword skills, you know, fluctuate wildly given the scene. Yeah. So... 
Yeah. But like, no, she, I just, like she doesn't care about his sword. Like she does care about his sword skills a little bit, but it's more that like he's so eager and willing to learn that she finds admirable in him. He's you know? also like so clearly like a totally grown man now. Like he doesn't look yeah. at all like the age of a squire. That it's like, what are like what are we who are we fooling with this dude? Like he's an adult. Like he shouldn't yeah, well, be. Squires a squire. can be all ages. <laughs> he's like thirty two. Yeah. Yeah, but he's like, yeah, he's like, quite old at this point. So let's, let's, Oh man, let's one last about, thing though. Like yeah. I mean his um, sex life is a central aspect of this show, so Oh my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> has a major um, season arc. Can we talk about how Jamie has Widow's Whale, even though giving up Oathkeeper was a big part of his character? <laughs> Oh yeah, because like, uh, he has Tywin just gave it. He has widow's whale. He has he has Joffrey's sword. What does when, he? When did he get yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, Wait, yeah. He one hundred. He's always had it. I'm not even joking. He's always had it. Well, I've never noticed that. Did they have a scene about it, or is it just like obviously it's widow's whale? Who gave it to him? Who gave him his I dead son's sword? Okay. Well, it went to Tommen, I guess, and then. Oh no! Actually, when he was protecting Tommen, he had it. Yeah. He so just, just like right after like you notice it's the same prop. The corpse? Is that what you're telling us, Nancy? Oh, oh, I can guarantee you it's the same prop. I promise okay. you. I mean, maybe it's I, just the I same prop. I have a whole bunch of replica like, swords from the series. So he has a Valerian sword, steel sword. That, that's going to matter next episode. Yeah. I mean, it should. I mean, well, he has a Valyrian steel sword because the plot needs him to have one, and not because I mean, they him having that sword like means something. They haven't mentioned it, so. Wait, Widow's Whale is Valyrian even... Steel, right? Or was yeah, it... yeah, they have. Yeah, it's, it is. It's... But Oathkeeper yeah. is Valyrian Steel. They haven't mentioned that in a while. So they have like four Valyrian Steel swords in play here. Uh, yeah, so we have Longclaw, we have Heart's Bane. Yeah, we have, we have Widow's Whale and Oathkeeper. We have Widow's Whale and we have the Cat's Paw Dagger. That's what we have right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, cool. Unless I'm missing one, but I think that's it. No, I think that's it. Yeah, they've only really like highlighted three of the. Well, they haven't really highlighted the dagger, only a little bit, but. They well, mentioned and Arya's stitching it for an obsidian axe. Why anyway? does Arya yeah. get three special weapons? Like she has needle, she has the dagger, and now she's getting whatever kind of crazy ass spear. Axe I don't thing, even know yeah. what it was, but it was a, so it was a spear like the stick. stick. Yeah, it was yeah. like the stick. Oh, was stick it like yeah. double sided or something? I or think, was it just like a I think spear? It was, I think it was double sided. Because you're all because like last week there was all like, oh, what an unusual weapon! It just looked like a spear. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, a spear with two pointy ends. You mean humanity's literal oldest weapon, a spear? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Before we fall down any like Arya black hole, just yeah, sorry. To, to talk about Brienne's knighting a uh, little bit further, was it earned from the perspective of Jamie of the show knighting her? I'm gonna go on a limb and say broadly it was unearned from any angle. <laughs> I mean Jeremy Barry. I mean I love this analogy so much right now. If you don't know what we're talking about, it's how time works in the afterlife in the good place. It doesn't work literally. It's kind of like goes around in loops that happen to look like Jeremy Barry in cursive English, including a dotted eye. Including I. a dotted eye, yeah. <laughs> I, but so, like, yeah, his character development goes like you know back and forth and loopy, loopy, and he, like, I guess you can say that like real life development isn't linear, but it's not very narratively satisfying. <laughs> it's not anything. It kind of feels like it felt a little like he's on a rebound. Like he had a bad fight with his girlfriend, and yeah. he's kind of on the it hunt. Felt, it, the whole thing felt very much like we got drunk at a, a weird frat party, and look, I'm now I'm knighting you, <laughs> and they're gonna wake up the next morning and be like, "Whoa, did I knight you last night?" And it's just like gonna be some very odd yeah. conversation. Like, it's like it really that's it was very weird. It, it was like just so strange. This is sort of a spoiler for my episode review, but. 
I was saying, like, Catelyn has a sept. Why don't you take her there? And then it would be, like, this meaningful thing where you're knighting her, like, in the place of worship of this woman that you both made a promise to. That would have actually given us a meaning. I know, right? I'm not sure if that has the same emotional resonance as a drunken camp circle, so. (laughs) Like, it's just so frustrating, like, these little fixes they could make to make (laughs) it maybe not even good, but a hundred times better than what it is. Right? Uh, has question has Larry's relationship with the knighthood even been that much of a theme on this show knighthood isn't a theme in this show julia he was he was stripped from the king's guard and that didn't amount to anything it was a kawaii show he was like i I mean like the last the last thing i remember like you know where he has like you know jamie's concerns about his legacy and how he'll be remembered is like before the purple wedding yeah, when Joffrey was made and then that season the ends with him push, like literally pushing the white book off the table, <laughs> so, so they can have sex. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was big such a good meme. At River Run, and it's supposed to be a big moment because he actually like obeyed Cat's oath not to like raise arms against the Tullys. It, instead, it's him saying, "I love Cersei so much, I will fling a baby out of a catapult to get back to her." <laughs> yeah, I guess Blackfish made fun of him for being a crappy knight. I guess that was on theme. Sorry, what was that, Nancy? Well, I was going to say, I'm sure Catelyn would love that, like, he cornered her brother in a, like, little tent and yelled at him for five minutes. (laughs) Well, he just stood there looking very confused. Edmure somewhere. We're never going to see him again, but God bless. No, definitely not. I hope you're okay, Edmure. Oh, my God. I I look forward to seeing you on the crown as Prince Philip. But, you know, like... All this stuff. Oh all my god, he's gonna be on the crowd. I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah. he's gonna be Philip. <sighs> Jamie, Jamie telling Cersei he wasn't even mad at her for blowing up the sept. That happened like five minutes ago. So this is just not really like they were just embracing and slurping each other's face because she's pregnant. They broke up because she lied to John. <laughs> <laughs> well, not we decided it was a little more complicated than that in our retrospective, but basically. I mean... Yeah, just because she wasn't confiding in him. Yeah, yeah. but you lied to me. So I mean, is it fair yeah, to huh. say that Brienne's knighting was not earned? I think that's like the top of my list of not earned scenes. I mean, it I was kind of the earned. Sentiment... Sorry, go ahead, Julia. It was more earned for her than it was for him. But I'm gonna go. Uh, no, I don't even think it was really earned for her in the show. I get what yeah. people are projecting onto it. I totally do. And I actually think this is checklist effect. But yeah, I'm sure. Oh yeah, I, I just think checklist effect. Yeah, I just do not one I for either character. I don't see this moment being anything but super random. I mean, oh like, they haven't. They've never separated like being a good knight from being a good fighter. You guys, so... I just realized something. Does Davos know that Brienne killed Stannis? <laughs> Yeah, Whoops. she did. She yeah, told him. She, she okay, was all okay, smug okay. and she pops up. Yeah, so oh, okay. she pops up and tells Mill and, and Davos, so they're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, then okay. Davos, Davos decided that like Stannis wasn't really a good person or something, right? I mean, he was uh, more decided that like we're gonna forget Stannis ever existed on the show. Yeah, that's an evil lord. Yeah, Davos. <laughs> Davos is just gonna pretend that he's been a John Stan this whole time. Oh, poor Davos got a little fake Shireen this episode. <laughs> so do you want to talk about that now? That's on I the do, list. just because it fed so naturally into it. With Davos, Davos slopping soup. I yeah. love soup on the show. Is I'm it onion soup? It. Anytime soup is mentioned or in the scene, I'm so happy. People don't eat enough on this show. Like compared to the books, like they're always They definitely eating. don't sew enough. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, so this little Shireen parallel comes up and is like, I want to fight outside of the crates. And she has this like amazing it accent. Sure would be horrible if something happened to me next week audience <laughs> in the camera 
They say that it is hopeless. <laughs> a randomly maternal Gilly is like, well, you'll defend me. And she's like, I will defend you. <laughs> we didn't get to see but Gilly's son, so we don't know the timeline of when, uh, yeah. how many years. But he's then. giant. He's giant. He looks like a four-year-old. Um, no, we didn't see like him. like three or four, yeah. We didn't see him. Yeah, we, we, we saw him, um, the, she, he, Gilly, and Sam were cuddling in the montage yeah. with the song at the end. Oh, that was then? Um, I did not realize. Yeah. Yeah, and anyway, he looks like a toddler. So for the people who haven't watched the episode, uh, this child has a burn over half her face, exactly in the same configuration as Shireen's grayscale scars. I didn't so even notice that. It's, it's really not subtle. Nose. Oh, God. It's really yeah. not subtle. Yeah, like for a second I thought she, for a second I thought she had grayscale. And I yeah. thought it was they were going to like do some kind of like grayscale breakout or something, but then it wasn't. Then well, it wasn't. sweetie, oh, you're going to have to go them. to the other end of the crypt. Yeah. You're going to have grayscale. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have to go to Valeria. No, but like she wasn't even good Shireen standing. Shireen uh, wouldn't have been talking about how she wants to fight. Shireen no. would have been like, I read a book on this. Yeah, this has historical parallels. <laughs> Let me explain this Actually, to you. Jamie stopped having a relationship with Cersei back in the fourth book. <laughs> <laughs> I love bookshop snob, Shireen. I, d- I just love yeah. that Davos was on soup slopping duty and like giving hey, pep talks he's to a these hard like, sad northerners. He's just trying to spread his folksy wisdom to anybody who wants to hear it. Oh my god! Or anybody who doesn't want to hear it, or literally. I think it's really here. funny that he has so little to do. He has opened a soup kitchen. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> how um, superfluous this character Davos is. Having, Davos having a Shireen parallel for so he can work out his issues, earned or not earned. <laughs> Um, uh, what is she? Because it's Davos. Why is Davos still alive? Like, fuck me. Yeah, like, seriously. He hasn't done anything in, like, three years. <laughs> don't worry, he's not gonna be after next week. Like, so God, you could have killed him off at the Battle of Winterfell. Like, why he do we need Davos? the Battle of Blackwater for all he's done on this show. Well, I, like, I just don't understand. Like, and I love Davos, but it's like, why? Why is he here? Well, if he's, if he's not there to speak for John in a folksy way, then will people know that John is folksy? This is John. Uh, He's out of the people. Oh my god. He died for um, our sins. Wait, uh, what? <laughs> he did. John he did conveys the emotional sins. beats to the audience in a really obvious way, in the same way that Bran conveys like the facts to the audience in a really <laughs> obvious way. He's just like folksy Bran. Oh, and fuck, poor Bran, this episode just suddenly being like, let me explain to you what the Night King's after and yeah. why. And it made no sense. Yeah, it still made mention- no sense. No, Bran is like, here's what's happening, and Davos is like, here's how you should feel about it. Yeah, exactly. It's it's but like they're a good team. Suddenly, because the Night King touched Bran once, that means that the Night King is hyper fixated on he, trying. To he kill. like touched him in like the spirit world. I'm so confused as to how that works. But no, apparently it means that the Night's King ultimate goal is to kill Bran because Bran remembers, and we're all just memories, man. It was so a very <laughs> trippy. <laughs> Oh, I mean, can't they cut off yeah, Bran's like, arm? Wants to, yeah, like, Bran is the Library of Alexandria, and they want to burn it, and that will make it dark. Could anyone have mentioned this maybe more than three minutes before the White Walkers show up? Yeah, we needed to see this mark on his arm before this is just, now. This is just, like, <laughs> one of the most contrived things that, like, they've done. It's like, oh, it's, shit, why is, why is the, like, literally they could have just gone with because force of evil. Like, they could have just well, left the it thing, nice and vague, like, but... If, yeah, they're climate change. Oh my god. If Bran's the bait, then wheel him and set up a trap. Don't leave him in Winterfell. Like, take him somewhere <laughs> and set up 
like fight the wa- the like, White Walkers on your turn. Put it like on take one... him to the Eerie. Put it. No, go to the Eerie seriously, <laughs> or go to Pike. Like Pike oh, would be fine too. Great. You can learn all about this in my YouTube video: top five most uh, likely castles in Westeros to survive a, a zombie apocalypse. Pike, yeah. <laughs> or like put him on, put Bran on one side of the wall, and put a dragon or... hiding behind the wall. And then when the just night king comes over, you just use the dragon. <laughs> Is John like, going to randomly trap, ride guys. a dragon in the battle? Totally, yes. 100%. Uh, no, oh, that, yeah. that was in the battle planning. And that, this is why they're doing the, like, brand And nobody is bait. just like, oh, John can ride a dragon? How interesting. No, like, Davos, Tyrion, and Varys <sighs> looked at him doing it the other episode. And they're just like, huh. <sighs> and that was their reaction. Like, they didn't even say anything to each other. They just, like, watched it. But, no, the the whole reason why Bran is in the Godswood is because they're trying to sort of create a reason why John and Danny are not just going to, like, massively burn everyone in three minutes. Right? Ugh. Which could otherwise happen because they have an aerial advantage and, like, there's four dead people that can throw javelins. It's just not Well, that it seems like there's a lot more now because that last scene of the episode, there was, like, hella, hella um, White Walkers. How many are there? Do we well, even know? all of Craster's sons, right? Oh, right. All of them. So, yeah. like, I don't know, 15? <laughs> I hope we see that baby White Walker again. Although, I guess the baby White Walker will be, like, seven at this point, so. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? I don't know. Someone was asking <laughs> he me. He was born after baby Sam, so. Someone was asking me how old Arya was, and, like, I guess she's 18. And I'm like, well, how old is baby Sam? And the person's head, like, exploded. They were like, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah when was, yeah. what season was Sam born in? Two. 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 So that kid uh, should be like... That kid should be like a teenager. That kid should be five if every <laughs> that year That kid should is, be five. Yeah, I mean, he, he looks like he can be five now, but at the end of last episode, he was like 18 months. No, but, it, yes. but it, I'm, I'm calling bullshit on the timeline here because they just said it was... Like it's been eight years, even though it totally yeah. hasn't been. All right, yeah. Let's let's formally talk about Gendry and Arya, and I actually uh, have a piece coming out no. yeah. about this too. But for anyone who doesn't know, HBO UK just tweeted a few <laughs> a few days before this episode aired. By age eighteen, you should have like you know dropped out of assassin's school, baked people into pies, like a laundry list of stuff that Arya's done. Obviously, being like assassin school this. makes you sexually confident. By the way, yeah. By 18. So, oh, did you not know Arya's 18? Okay, little problem. She was explicitly 11 in season one. Like, she said it on screen. So that means that about a year a season has passed. Yeah. Which I mean, that's, that's, that's what they've, like, been saying this whole time, that a year a season passed, but, like, other things have, like, made that impossible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. C-E-G, so, baby Sam. Well, it's not even just Baby Sam. It's, like, very obvious things. Like, you're telling me it took a year for Cersei to be put on trial when she was yeah. out on parole? Mm-hmm. We were given inverse timelines where she said my trial's in a few days. Some like, really long days. We know days. this didn't take a year. No, it's it's bullshit. They're just flat out lying. Yeah. No, they don't, they don't think about these. They don't think about this kind of details. Why would they? No, Arya's not 18. And the mere fact that, like, you have to tweet it just it's so gross. that we know. It's really, really gross. Like, yeah. yeah. So my, my problem with Arya and Gendry is um, the sort of more meta concern of it being gross for a show to write a sex scene for an actor who began on the show as a very young child. Yeah. There, that's, yeah. That's I a mean, problem. unless 
Unless it's specifically a coming of age story, right? Know, like, exactly. Yeah, that, yeah. Okay. Like I could, I could imagine scenarios where that's not gross, but like if it's is very specifically about her maturing into adulthood. If the actress or who like that. played Shireen had lived long enough on the show, she would have had sex with like Ed or something. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> No, and like Maisie Williams gave an interview about this yeah. where she said, I actually thought the script was a prank. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> but then, yeah. But then she also um, said that because like, there was no nudity clause or anything, like, like this wasn't really part of her contract, they basically just told her, you could do whatever you're comfortable with in terms of nudity, but, but with you still have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this, this is happening, and we're doing it, and she's like, And we're going to okay. shoot it in a really creepy, voyeuristic way where you stand topless into the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah and also, course. you're going to preamble this by, like, asking about your partner's sexual history and kind of being like, okay, whatever, when he tells you that he's been sexually assaulted. Yep. Yeah, like, I, I have a lot of... <sighs> A lot of people were having a reaction to it, like, oh my god, she's like a little sister we watched grow up. Which, yeah, <laughs> kind of. And also, there was no indication in the show that she actually is 18. Mm-hmm. So all this, guys, she's 18 and it's consensual. Like, get over it. This is just female sexual agency. Like, But but you know it's creepy. Like, if we have to Google it, it's there's creepy. something not being presented <laughs> well here. I guess yeah. there's... I mean, the- yeah, like, outside... The- the outset of the episode was basically like we had nothing else for her to do. <laughs> like that's, that's what, they what they said. And they said, "What else would she do?" You, you, I, I don't. know. It just feels like I like, don't know. Spend time with her family when yeah. they're all about to die. <laughs> like you know, like sleep, in sleep sitcoms. At the end of sitcoms, all of the female characters have to be paired off. Like I think they feel that like all of the female characters have to have sex on this show, and Arya hasn't had sex yet, and Sansa has. Because of her rape. Well, that, so that's, I'm sure that's they the thing. Think so. You just said something, Kylie. I think you just said something interesting about this being um, female sexual agency. But that's what a lot of but, the hot takes were from. Critics. But think about the female character we're getting it from. We're getting it from yep. a character that is very um, masculine coded in a lot of ways. She's a fighter. She has a sword. She doesn't wear dresses. She doesn't sew. God forbid, you know. And like mm-hmm. that. That, I mean, which is, that is still her sexual agency. It's not that Arya can't have sexual agency, but it's, like, the only female character they have that can be sexually aggressive in a way that the show mm-hmm. is trying to paint as a positive thing is their masculine-coded uh, character. Right, and, like, she's such a badass, right, that she could just vault past puberty. We don't need to watch her have any awkward relationships to her body or, like, work at anything. That's only for, like, hyper-feminine stupid girls. Mm-hmm. But she's well, just, like, she's like, just good at flirting already. Why not, like, have her, like, have this really sweet, like, kiss with Gendry? And it's like, oh, like, you know, she's gonna be okay. Like, she's doing normal things, having crushes on boys. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, even though she's been through all this trauma, like, yeah. she still retains this area of innocence, which is she knows nothing about sex. Like, how could she? But that's not how it was filmed. It was yeah. like her just coming in well, and demanding the sex. And then... This version of yeah, demanding thing. the sex. Like, I mean, like, I don't... Sorry, it was, he was definitely into it, but like, <laughs> she was just, she just, yeah, she, she came on very strong. Yeah, she did. Did it feel a, a little classist to anyone? Like, their whole dynamic this whole time? Mm-hmm. Like, take your shirt off, stable boy. 
Yeah, yeah it a little bit. Take a little element of that because she's like bitching at him that he's not making her the weapon fast enough. And she's just like this one random spoiled rich girl. He's trying to make arrowheads to fight the army of the dead. Mm-hmm. The, Gendry and Sansa are the only ones who are actually, well, in Davos now with the soup. Like they're the only three who we've actually seen doing activities that contribute to the war effort. <laughs> That's true. Like it's kind of insane. Though some, somebody made the map that they got to plan on and that was a reasonably sized map. Wow. So, Oh my God, it looked like a child's place. <laughs> Man, I, it looked like a playable map. Yeah, that was so bad. So I think the consensus is that this development of Arya's character was not earned. No. I mean, okay. here's the thing for me: if they say she's 18, okay, fine. Like I can bend my head around that. If if this is her choice, like if this is the character's choice to have sex, fine. Like I can get around like her wanting agency too. Like I don't like it. Like I said, I think a kiss would have been more than fine and actually worked better. But okay. The problem I have with it is. The way that they shot it was just so gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like the like. Do you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't about their relationship. It was about Arya having sex. Yeah. Right. Like, it wasn't about Arya having sex with Gendry. Yeah. And it it wasn't even like it was just about Arya having sex. Like, it was, was it. also just like blocked badly, and it it felt almost like the people involved were uncomfortable with it. Like everything about it felt rushed and just like awkward. And as if they did one take and everyone wanted to get the fuck out of the room. Well, there was, there was prob- an interview about that. Which is the, probably what happened. No, but that, so that is actually what happened. There was a, yeah. an article about it that, that, Wait, um, what? The, uh, I forgot the name of the, the director, but he was, he did do it very fast. And Maisie Williams said that it was like very rushed and he's yeah. one of the guys that's been filming her since she was a little girl. So that's probably it's David Nutter. Yeah, it's almost like nobody wanted or asked for this, <laughs> <laughs> even the shippers. Yeah, and that includes poor Joe Dempsey, the scene co-star. Yeah, who... I actually really liked his uh, his take on this. Like it was, it was oh, nicely nuanced. He was just like. Um, like it was weird because he's known her since she was eleven, but he's just like also he didn't want to patronize her or anything like that. Like I, I liked Aww. it. Because, like, she is a grown woman, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. So, so yeah. I'm going to safely say not earned. Not earned. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, th- this is a ship I've never truly yeah, understood anyway. I don't, I don't like the books either. In, in this manner, I, I just... No. <laughs> and Arya is so not well on this show, too. I mean, she, she only got over threatening to cut off her sister's face and wear it, like, a week ago. After her sister, uh, Kylie, that was a whole someone. year ago in the show's canon. <laughs> a year ago, right? I'm sorry. Yeah. This could have. We know how this could have worked, or, or Arya's like sexual blooming or whatever could have worked if the faces in the show gave her the memories of the people, because then she, you know, would potentially have these me- these memories from other people's lives. But that's completely that's absent from here. If somebody is trying to claim that, that's an absolute honeypot. Yeah, no, it's yeah. totally absent. Please get off totally of the absent. internet. <laughs> I love that it took the White Walkers seven fucking years to go from, like, far north to the wall, but then they're booking it from the wall to Winterfell in, like, two weeks. It's been, like, three and a half years at most. Like, fuck off. Well, they watched the intro yeah. and they saw the nice clear path to White to uh, Last Hard <laughs> and then to Winterfell. All right, so those were kind of the only two things that happened, the knighting Brienne and the sex. Like, nothing yeah. else really happened. Oh, if we're, like, not, like, talking about the episode as a whole, can we talk about how awful it was that they followed the sex with Brienne being knighted? Oh, did they? <laughs> like, was it really in that order? decision oh, was that? Yeah, it like, was. I, my eyes were still bleeding that I couldn't even focus on, like, the one sort of nice scene. <laughs> I was, I have no 
never been that uncomfortable watching no. a sex scene <laughs> since I was like six and you know yeah. icked out by that. Mm-hmm. And I, there's I, been a lot of uncomfortable sex scenes on this show, but this oh, one was yeah. by far the worst. I screamed and hid behind a pillow, and even Griffin was just like, "Make it stop! Make it stop!" <laughs> <laughs> you know, what he what he said was, "Oh God, this is reminding me of anime, and not in a good way." <laughs> no. Like, um. Well, you guys want to, but you know what else happened this episode was uh, Danny and Sansa failed the Bechdel test really hard. Oh, so okay, hard! So like they hit it. Not for lack of, of trying on Sansa's part because she's perfect now. No, first of <sighs> all, Jorah had to fucking suggest to Danny to go talk to Sansa. Yeah. You guys catch that? Well, well, first he he decided to like stamp his membership card in the Tyrion fan club. <laughs> I think he might win the Carol this year, honestly. That Remember was like- how Jorah had like this big relationship with the North, and like he embarrassed like his house and like his entire like region, and they're just fine with it. Like, well, no, Liana yelled at him. <laughs> I mean, like, well, not she about only that, yelled though. at him because he was telling her to go to the basement, yeah. mm-hmm. not because yeah. he's a horrible slaver who just left yeah. her house or fighting for the people that like he's fighting for the queen that is trying to conquer the kingdom again mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, that's no true. and why isn't why isn't liana being all catty at him because he has a better claim to her title <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like yo john how about you fucking offer me long claw back <laughs> oh my god um, which i still cannot believe he didn't offer to do like if they wanted to make it so that she said no fine but like the fact that he wouldn't offer her her family sword back is brutal. Yeah. Yeah. That that's just really awful. And offer it to Jorah, like the son that Jor absolutely hated. But this is this is another conversation similar to last week where it didn't really flow from Sam like mourning finding out the death of his family to talking to Bran about having to tell John. Like that like that whole thing didn't really flow. Jorah right, like, like Danny... suggestion to Danny didn't really flow because he's like, Tyrion's a great guy, he's a great hand. You know who else you should talk to? Sansa. So my <laughs> my what a I thought I thought I was I was hopeful. I was a sweet summer child. I thought for like a, a solid two minutes that the scene was going to end with her asking Sansa to be her hand. Which I mean, there's so a spoiler for the end of this season um, that makes me think that wouldn't be impossible. Really? I, like, yeah, yeah. And I think they're going to like you know, cherry bomb it in terms of just, like, everything's going well, and then all of a sudden it goes into a completely different direction in terms of character development there. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so everybody still thinks Tyrion is super smart, but they're starting to realize that he's actually fucked up everything he touches. So I but don't know what so to But he's so important, he has to be in the crypts. Oh, There's yeah, that's nothing- another thing! What, at the yeah. end, when they're preparing for the battle, he wants to fight, but Tyrion... Uh, the- uh, Deadpan is all like, no, Tyrion, you have to go to the crypts because you're essential personnel and you must survive. <laughs> and the crypts are the safest part. <sighs> yeah. Wink. <laughs> no. Also, like, can we talk about Tyrion's tenure as hand for just a minute? Because it began in Marine, where she comes back and, like, the city is on fire yeah. because he pissed off all the slavers thinking he, like, struck his Abraham Lincoln deal with them or whatever, and then it blew up in his face. So then she's like, she made him a hand after that because, I don't know, he let her fly a dragon and she liked that, I guess. Then they go to Westeros, and thus begins the let's divide up all our troops and get them killed one at a time plan, Mm -hmm. and let me take a castle with absolutely no strategic importance, but it would make me happy because I hate my dad. (laughs) Then... Then the pit meeting, oh no, it's so essential we do this pit meeting. 
so she sends off like her allies. She realizes they're in trouble with, you know, the wormhole and Raven. And then when he tells her not to bail them out, which she does, then they have this pit meeting where apparently Tyrion's convinced that Cersei agreed to everything and is going to send the troops. And he's wrong. Like he has done nothing right. And he has read every single situation uh-huh. wrong yep. as her hand. Every I mean, single situation. I'm, I'm being like very confused by this because in the outset of the episode, they admit that Tyrion's like, you know, yeah. <laughs> a complete disaster. And he's, he overestimates how smart he is. Like, they said that, right? Yeah, no, Benioff said, like, he pretty much has made a lot of mistakes, uh, but he's very clever, and clever people are known for overestimating their own cleverness. Oh, my God, it's like what? they read the book. Uh, what? I'm very confused. <laughs> yeah, but they still have everybody talking about how wonderful and smart he is and how he was the best choice ever as hand. And I feel like they're doing a mangled checklist effect where Tyrion is going to have a fall from grace as an advisor in the books, uh-huh. but it's not going to be like this at all. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, a, that's an overstatement about how it's not going to be. I mean, Tyrion still has a long way to go to become an advisor at this point in the books. So yeah. like just, he just got out of a slave situation and he signed up for a sellsword group. Like, <laughs> are we, are we still riding the Tyrion's in love with Danny train? Is that still a train that exists in the show? It doesn't seem like it. I think that was just in Peter Dinklage's head, to tell you the truth. Um, Maybe he'll admit it later or something, and everyone will be like, oh my god, that was so clever. <laughs> we're still apparently talking about Danny and Sansa. Um, oh yeah, oh my so god, we're just like the show. Okay, we so can't this, stop talking about Tyrion. <laughs> this scene was so like disturbing, and I couldn't put my finger on why, and then I realized it's because of Amelia Clark's creepy fake smile. <laughs> she, just, she just like came in with this like stupid like I'm gonna talk to another girl smile on her face yeah. and she did not take it off the entire time until like Sansa Initiate brings up one good protocol. protocol point it's or, just the just, stupidest thing it's like it's like I'm here because I love John, and I'm like but no, do you know oh, that like, was so rough that was so yeah. rough when they said that like, I mean the BBC I, she, review she even used the words like manipulated in there somewhere and I'm like guys stop like this is awful like i'm not the like i don't really like daenerys even in the books that much but like even i think she would be there like out of a moral obligation yeah oh yeah it's the battle for humanity and they literally called it john's fight like only john wants and they fucking killed one of your dragons like shouldn't you be mad like she might think about going for her boyfriend and then like tell herself that's stupid and right. go for a better reason like that's yeah. what she would do exactly. i think it's kind of funny too because yeah like sansa was trying to be diplomatic and how she was mm-hmm. putting it where she oh, was sansa, like, like the bbc review said that sansa is in a completely different universe from everybody she really else is, like she has like she you know she's thinking about provisions she's thinking about the political situation after the battle you know she's thinking about she's like all these adult. things and everybody else is all just like oh it's like the end of the world how dare you think about anything else just like hey, what if we live julia you know what that is She's fighting every battle at once. <laughs> All the time. In her mind. I mean, you're not wrong. I'm sorry. You're not wrong. No, but I, I do want to say, like, I love that she tried to put this diplomatically to be like, I think John may have kneeled for slightly dumb reasons. <laughs> which, yeah. totally, John didn't need he, to kneel. Yeah, he did kneel because, for stupid reasons. Yeah, he just kind of kneeled because, like, he felt bad about Viserys. She already agreed to and help you know they're, you like, them, a, they're gonna get married at some point, so it was all stupid. Like, they I know, <laughs> oh my god, just fucking get married. Like, I'm so sick of, like, having this be drawn out. Like, just get married. Yeah, like, he's gonna start 
as a king and end up as a king. So why the fuck not? Right. So then Danny's like a little bit of an idiot and she's like, oh, don't worry. I love John. I'm totally just here because I love John. And then Sansa's like, okay. What Let's you talk plan about for the, the political North? situation. <laughs> oh my God. I hate how like everybody vying for king or queen has the same discrepancy with the North, which is their independence. And nobody uh-huh. has actually come up with an answer for it. And it's so tiring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and then, right as the conversation actually had weight and meant something, the scenes cut. <laughs> yeah. So, and it's can, like, I mean, it's Theon arriving, but like, still have that conversation. So, Danny has this thing this episode where every time somebody else gets any kind of positive feedback from anyone, or like anyone, anyone is shown to have somebody's loyalty. I think that's it. She has this like sad puppy look on her face. Mm-hmm. She's been really like like Theon comes season. in and he like asks permission from Sansa to stay, and she looks so offended. <laughs> and like at the beginning in the in the uh, Jamie's trial where she's just like, oh, okay, I vouch for him, and like she's acting as though like the decision's been made because it's her fucking castle. Mm-hmm. She's just all like, no, this decision has not been made. I'm going to keep talking about this. What, what does the warden of the north think about that? Hey, when did you make him warden, Danny? <laughs> yeah. Well, can I can, can I bring us back just to the beginning of the conversation with Danny and Sansa where Danny opens with something like, as a feminist, and you're a feminist, and we're women. Oh my cool. god! Yes, we have something Let's in bond common. Over our mutual. And she's love just like, "You've been doing man. such a great job, Sansa." It is so like. It uh. reminded me of Hillary Clinton, and I'm really sorry to say that, but it did. So. <laughs> okay, look, I'm going to script doctor this for you okay. right now, D and D. Have them talk about Lady and Viserion. That's something they have in common. Would be really easy to write. <gasps> they both Daenerys needs to actually give a shit about Viserion anyway. This would have been cool if she was like, I lost a pet once. I know you're sad about your dragon. they can talk about like, how they both are in these situations where they can't win because they can't appease everybody all at the same time. Just like it was in Slaver's Bay. Yeah. <laughs> or something what? like that. Da- Danny learning from something <sighs> on the <this> show? <laughs> or maybe how they were both forced to uh, marry rapists. Mm-hmm. They could yeah. bond about that. I don't know. <laughs> instead, they, instead, they bonded about how Kit Harrington is short. No, I know they have so much in common, but they make them fight. Like it's oh, so annoying. Wait, most uh, nominee for most meta line. Uh, you know, we're we're yep. both. We're, oh my god, I put this in my review. We're both, yeah. we're both women, really, whatever. But I feel like we're at odds for some reason. <laughs> it's like Amelia Clark broke character to turn to the director, being like, "Yeah, why? Why does Daenerys hate Sansa?" <laughs> There's some hand like, fate here. I literally, like, Sorry, I, she, this actually doesn't make when sense. When she said that, I started to laugh. I was like, oh my god. I don't know. Because it's the pattern, Amelia. That's why. Yeah. The pattern. It's almost like they can't write female interaction. <laughs> Whatever. Sansa is absolutely perfect this season. Mm-hmm. I stand. I think I want to make my yeah. icon her eating soup. Like, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> that was a great scene. I like them eating soup. Oh my god, yeah, because Sansa like, is actually, like, looking to spend time with people before yeah. everyone dies, other well, than her shitty siblings who, like, go ditch to get it on with someone. And I know, like, it's sort of a, a shitty situation that they've written in the first place, like, with her even having anything to do with Ramsay. but, like, at the same time, like, they both underwent this horrible physical trauma that probably no one else is gonna understand at the hands of the same abuser. Do you know what I mean? Oh, totally. Like, yeah, I and like- I like the idea that they are friends, 
Yeah. If I they make out, dynamic. I'm going to be really mad. It's I want al- them to say friends. <laughs> it's almost as if Theon had no reason to go off to Yara for two I know. seasons. I was so mad about this. Yell at him and punch him. Yeah, it's just like the whole, you know, John's gonna be king thing. Like, why did they have all that shit in between? Just oh have him oh, stay with Sansa oh. the whole time. Caroline, speaking of feminist, Tormund the feminist saying that Brienne needed to be knighted. Because being a knight means anything to a wildling, right? Because that has any kind of weight. <laughs> well, I guess they points. think that a knight means any kind of warrior. And they're just like, so she's a warrior, why isn't she a knight? I, I, it kind of well, but sense. But that's the whole thing. If he thinks that any warrior it's it's like it's like hot pie you're a knight if you have armor and a sword right if if that's yeah. the threshold then they don't understand the importance of being a knight like innately yeah so okay. it doesn't that make any sense people yeah. are literally calling him a feminist online <laughs> it's more the dothraki that know what knights are and think they're stupid i think tormund wouldn't really understand yeah because they don't have a lot yeah. of knights like, no. guys, at the wall, so I don't know. Listeners, he is not a feminist. He's the dude that beat someone to death because of no homo. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. He's he's not he's not that. And he's like, all like, night you baby. a lady yeah. for comedy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He kept making those jokes. Okay, uh, we have a few more quick earned or not earned, but first, <laughs> Miss Sunday and Grey, where I'm talking about their retirement oh, plans. Man. Earned. 100% oh, no. earned. I'm worried. Earned. And like, all the Northerners are randomly racist. <laughs> Oh my god, what was children? that? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yeah, I I was like, D&D, just cut your losses. Like, you yeah. don't have to talk about race. Oh my <laughs> just god. Stop. I actually liked the uh, Chris Watches GOT photo recap of this, where Miss Honda just like, walks up and goes, hello, children, and then they run away, and she goes, goodbye, racist yeah. children. <laughs> I love those recaps. They're perfect. They're so good. And, the, and Danny is, like, spot on in this one, too. Where, uh, like, I mean, the, the Danny Santa conversation was yeah. brilliant. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god, and then um, Theon shows up and it's like, Sansa, Theon, and then Danny just goes, Daenerys. Daenerys. (laughs) (laughs) Milady. Okay, earned or not earned, Sam gives Jorah Heart's Bane. Not earned. Not earned, even a little bit. Remember how- Do we even um, have to talk about this? He- they're just putting Valyrian steel in the right hands. Like, that's yeah. all they're but doing. But I don't understand, like, but Sam, Sam, Sam killed a White Walker and then- and, and he stole some books from the library. So he just he, got done reminding us that he's fighting for these reasons. Right. So yeah, then but he, he couldn't hold the sword upright. <laughs> he oh couldn't hold God. it upright, so... <sighs> yeah. Who, who Remember could? how um, Jorah's dad fucking hated him? Like, and, like, spit it on his memory every time he brought it up? <laughs> and also, did, did Jorah Mormont really teach Sam? Like, was Jorah Mormont really more of a father to Sam than... I no, he you had one job, Sam. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was a father to John, but not to Sam. No, I mean Sam respected him, but it wasn't paternal in any way. Like, why couldn't Sam no. give this to Jorah as a loan and be like, "Hey, I can't lift this, but you're a knight, so can you use it in the battle and then like return it to me?" Like, you don't have to. Why like- is everybody trying to give Jorah swords? <laughs> <laughs> Why is he still alive? There's a, but there's a logical reason to give him a sword. He is a really, uh, he's an older knight who's a very talented knight. And you give him one of the important swords because he may very well be one of the people that can kill important things. That's I fine. Mean, but like, just, just say that. If you just want to, yeah, but if you just want to give it to the best fighter, then why don't you give it to like the hound? Yeah. Apparently he hated that axe that Gendry gave him. So. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he still alive? 
Well, he yeah. and Beric are bonding with each other about being fire readers. And so I don't these know. are probably the people who aren't going to die tomorrow or oh, next wait. week, rather. Oh, don't Beric- say other that. people who should have died years ago. I don't actually think that. But we can talk about next week. But I don't think that many people are actually going to die. All right, guys, we are somehow over an hour. Oh wow! This episode wasn't even over an hour. Nothing happened. So I don't know how this happened. But John and Danny talk, and John reveals R plus L equals J. I Another think- important conversation that was unresolved, despite the fact that nothing happened. Yeah. Also, my, f- I just want to say, like, my favorite part of this is that Danny was like, "I heard my brother was all right," but then he also raped a girl right. one time. That was like, what? <laughs> she really? She believed that? Like, come on. He sang songs. <laughs> Like, and everybody just, knows rapists don't sing songs. Uh, so. She just buys the propaganda at face value? Like, what is yeah. this? So listen, this is like the Dude. world's biggest problem with the most obvious solution. Right? It's like, oh no, yeah. you're a Targaryen and have a claim to the throne? It's un- I don't know, maybe really, incest will matter all of a sudden? It'll be really unfortunate if we're already in a romantic relationship care. and want to get married anyway. Like, it's like, you're yeah. gonna get married. Who Like, the, the problem is already resolved. It's pre-resolved. So, yeah. what's the issue? And well, that will, that will resolve uh, uh, will resolve a lot of the North problem too. Not completely, but it will it'll get there. It'll yeah. be getting there. I will say, John just fucking running away from her all episode was amazing. Like <laughs> King in the North, everyone. This is how he deals with his shit. He just runs away from her. Like, are you what? Well, because he thought about it, and he's like, the only way for me to organically bring this up is if she finds me while standing in front of Lyanna's statue. <laughs> and, and this is the guy that we're supposed to like actually want ruling the Seven Kingdoms at the end of this. Apparently. Because, like, that's where the show's headed, right? I think they'll both be ruling. But he fights for the living, Kylie. <laughs> oh my and god. He's a Targaryen. And, then, and it's, his, it's his war. No one else fights for the living. Yeah. Um, one, one minor nitpick is that uh, someone at some point mentioned, oh, the Northerners are so skeptical of us. Oh, it was Tyrion and Jamie talking to each other. And they're like, oh yeah, we're, the Commoners don't like us. Well, remember what happened the last time the Targaryens came north? Or the dragons came north. When? Alisane? Yeah. Like, what are you even talking about? I mean, I can't remember if they sent somebody with a dragon with a marriage proposal during the dance, but... Yeah, the last time... Aegon visited the The last time, yeah, Alisane came with... Not with the dragon. The dragons are long dead. Um, Yeah. Alisane came with a dragon, and she was a huge hit, and she got rid of the right of the first night thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Which was yeah. super popular because for some reason people don't enjoy getting raped. I don't know. But so I think the last time the dragon came north, it was a huge hit. Yeah. Also, Aegon never came north with his dragons. Torrin no. healed in the Riverlands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't even no, know what the fuck he, talking he about. He visited the wall, though. Aegon? He visited Aegon the, the wall. Aegon the Conqueror? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think so, yeah. Okay. But so Al- Al- Alicent was after that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Either way, it was just like a minor nitpick, but it's like you guys just don't. Even, no, but it's like, like Mago the up. Third. You just like, mm-hmm. yeah, just, like a little bit of research, like somebody who's read the books on your writing staff, even. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, maybe yeah. it's not about dragons. Maybe they don't like you two, the Lannister brothers, because there was a war fought within like a few years. Well, but you know, <laughs> if Tyrion, if Tyrion had come by himself, though, he would have been uh, welcome with open arms. So, oh my god, <laughs> I mean, technically, the War of the Five Kings in canon was five years ago. So. And every- Everyone has no regrets. <laughs> yep. I'd yep. do it all again if I could. Jamie, you attacking Ned like was the beginning of the right? war. Right? Yeah, remember when you like stabbed their castle and son who was on really good terms with the family? Like through the eye? Because you're an asshole. <laughs> oh my <laughs> Where you God. were at the time. Oh, poor Jory. All right. Yep. So we felt most of this episode was unearned from what I could tell. Yes. 
Were there any random bits you guys wanted to mention before we talk more formally about the pacing? Why is no one talking about how Rhaegar had two sons named Aegon? <laughs> <laughs> like, it bothers me so much. Oh, I do, I do like Danny questioning John's sources. You're like, your, son, your yeah. sources are your best friend and your brother who's now magic. Okay. Yeah, but she doesn't question the fact that Rhaegar just had another son named Aegon, and annulments can just happen willy-nilly. Well, I think about, like, questioning the source, she was questioning the whole yeah, story. Yeah, I think she was questioning Which the is totally thing. fair. It's like, okay, yeah, you, so you're, it, that's convenient. But, like Danzy said, this is such a non-problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just get married, like, for fuck's yeah. sake. Oh my god. Well, and they did, the incest thing didn't seem to bother them. Yeah, I mean, it, or at like, least it, no one. I don't think anyone's going to mention it. I think, but at, at this point, if no one's mentioned it yet, it's not going to come up. Yeah, mm. I mean, like, I don't. I'm not sure even Northerners would consider that incest, like a uh, aunt nephew kind of thing, because like, yeah, Alice Carstark, uh, that didn't seem to be an issue. Like, it it was an issue for Alice Carstark that her uncle was gross old guy who was trying to steal her seat. Right, not that right. he was her uncle. Yeah, Ned, right, Liana, so. Benjen, those guys, their parents were cousins, correct? Yeah, but cousin is a little different than aunt and nephew. Oh, like, fair. But, you know, in but terms of, still, like, Candelar or whatever. But, it's um, still yeah. less weird than brother yeah. and sister, which the Targaryens... And then, like, there's an official, like, doctrine in Westeros of Targaryen exceptionalism that incest laws don't apply to them. <laughs> <Yeah>. So... <laughs> um, oh, oh, earned or not earned, uh, Jenny of Oldstones. Not earned. Song. I mean, like, from the outside of the episode, they just, like, picked it at random, as far as I can tell. Yeah, so for anyone who didn't watch the episode, and Shiro didn't explain this, but uh, <laughs> they decided they really liked Pippin's song from Return of the King. So they had yep. Dan Portman sing Jenny's song. Very well. Uh, very well. And then it was a montage of, like, Arya lying in bed with Gendry, <laughs> Sansa eating soup. You know, like, it was just, like, showing everyone, like, oh, we're about to die. And the song sounds identical to Pippin's song. Like, it's <laughs> this, the same. This episode had such a fucking crush on Lord of the Rings. Mm. Like, like the entire uh, sixth season. Yeah. yeah. It's the same key. It's the same beginning notes. Like, as, when it started, at first, I thought he was singing, oh, miss behind. <laughs> I'm like, really? Yeah, yeah but, I thought uh, I was about to watch Faramir die. <laughs> And <laughs> yeah, like, um, in the books, that song consists of exactly one line, high in the halls of the kings who are gone, Jenny would dance with her ghosts. We don't know any more of that song, although it's, it's like a very well-known song that's mentioned quite a lot. Mm-hmm. So they they wrote the rest of the song themselves, and uh, you can kind of tell. <laughs> really? Oh, let's hear the lyrics. Yeah. Oh, I don't God. have them. Uh, it's like, so, hold on, hold on, I gotta, I gotta. I don't yeah, know, there's, I there's a lot of, there, there's a few this. like kind of awkward rhymes. <laughs> Yeah, so it's high in the halls of the kings who are gone. Sorry, I won't do that. High in the halls of the kings who are gone, Jenny would dance with her ghosts. Okay, The fair. ones she had lost and the ones she had found. And the one- oh, no. <laughs> Put that straight away. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and the ones who had loved her most, the ones who had, who had been gone for so very long, she couldn't remember their names. They spun around her on the damp old stone. Spun around, spun away her sorrow and pain. <laughs> like a record baby right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, she, and she never wanted to leave. Never wanted to leave. Never wanted to leave. Never wanted to leave. Never gonna never give wa- you up. <laughs> um, and like Florence, oh, no. and the, Florence sang the, the end credits version of it. Yeah. But, Florence and the Machine? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's too bad. But I like yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sorry, the ones she had lost and the ones she had found, I didn't... <laughs> when, you, 
<laughs> when you hear it performed, it doesn't sound that dumb, but like, wow. But, the, but somebody yeah. had to sit down and write these lyrics, though. The repetition, I mean, like, yeah, the repetition. Jenny Portman really sold it, but yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, this doesn't sound very Martin-esque. No. No. I didn't know he had a nice voice, though. I met that actor once at, like, Comic-Con. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he seems really chill. I've been following his Insta for a while. Yeah, I, I got I got his autograph from my brother. And I said to him, uh-huh. I was like, I want to get my bigger autograph from my brother. My brother loves Podrick. And he goes, why is it always the guys that love Podrick? Why is it never the girls? Because really girls cute. know how stupid <laughs> all that dick stuff is. Yeah. <laughs> um... Is it even worth talking about pacing? I mean, it. it I mean, I think we real bad. I think we've touched on it quite a bit. Okay, it was just yeah, like nothing happens. All right, well, it's time to play Carol. For anyone who doesn't know, it's our bingo game. It's our book snob bingo. Danzi has her own book snobs bingo that she yeah, does and I'm yeah. We decided that we can't really compare ours to yours because yours is more seasonal. Because mine is so much better. Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, no, ours, ours can be used on an episode by episode basis. I don't think yours can be. Is my point? Yours has bigger tickets that if they happen, I will like squeal with delight. Like Gendry being the black haired baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I'm so for it. No, nothing would top that. But uh, I am playing with the same official carol board in the same arrangement as we did last year uh, last week sorry there are generated ones if you want new boards kylie kylie can you send me a link to it i don't have it uh like (laughs) may i also have a link kylie i didn't have a link oh god damn it (laughs) i'm sorry i didn't know got prep fest hold on yeah you sent me an image at some point um oh my god with it stamped Okay. Because I have Hold the on. actual board. I just don't have it stamped for this week. Just imagine that you're Sansa and you're organized and <laughs> the rest of us are Daenerys, John, and Tyrion. Okay. Can I be Daenerys? Uh, there's... Yeah. Just put it in that. Uh, if you want to be Daenerys, go for it. That is not my first pick out of this. <laughs> I'm just going to. De- okay. Uh, send it to Okay. Me. All right. I have it. I'm ready. Oh, so. Okay. You don't have All the right. stamped one that you sent me? I didn't do this. I wanted to go over it with you guys, oh, okay. but I wasn't sure I was right. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. So All right, lay it on uh, us. So no eunuch joke. No. Uh, Non-versation? The yes. entire episode. Oh, my God. Okay. Yes. Are, did Arya oh, smirk? Definitely. I don't even know. I'm sure she smirked at Gendry. She did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't talk about that. Though. Two women are antagonistic. Definitely. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. No Cheryl. no Cheryl. She's I miss Cheryl. Mm-hmm. God, I, I missed fucking last week's episode with like the elephants and like oh, I it was miss so those lighthearted. Elephants. Like oh, <laughs> every just... episode Cheryl is not in is a bad episode. I'm... Like that <laughs> is true though. Before. Yeah. No, this this honestly happened before. Um, okay. Oh Larry, for sure. Yes. Yeah. I don't actually think there was a forced John Doney romantic moment. I wouldn't call that romantic. Mm, no, no, I would agree. Yeah. Uh de- Deadpan's hair doesn't move. Uh, not her really hair didn't move, but she also like didn't. Yeah, that only enough. counts when yeah. it should move. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like Sansa's hair didn't move either. Do you know what I mean? Hey, hey guys, was there a season one or two callback? <laughs> it was I, I very can't... subtle, but I think it was in there somewhere. <laughs> oh my god, uh, was there a Ned story? I mean, like kind of, but not uh, yeah. like I was thinking. Yeah, mm, uh, I would. Mm, I I I would say no. Like I think. Yeah. Yeah. I- I'm thinking like a slow clap Ned, like a vintage yeah. Ned story. <laughs> if he had embellished like, yes, he carried John through like uphill five, six feet of snow, <laughs> like, then I would be like, okay, but like, he's just, he's just telling her the facts. Like, that's fine. Hmm. 
Yeah. Someone is mean um, to Tyrion. Yes. Hmm. Yes. Jenny's definitely mean to him. That was subtle too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. A book reference, like Jenny song, Jenny song. was a fucking yeah. 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 Uh, so dark, you can't see anything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There was a there was uh, a crypt. Yeah. yeah. Sex. Uh, yeah. Sex. Uh. Hey, uh, copying Lord of the Rings. Oh no. Oh, you think so? You think in this episode? I don't know. No one listens to Sansa. Um, um Royce listens to her. I think people do listen to Sansa this episode, right? Because she's she accepts Brienne standing up for Jamie. Yeah, I, I think people yep. did. Yeah. yeah, I actually think that this was actually a pretty good episode for people not treating Sansa like shit, unlike the yep. first episode. Uh, Brienne's robot Definitely. voice, but always. You know who did treat her like shit? The costume designer. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Her creepy bondage vest over her dress <laughs> with the needle <laughs> necklace. Yeah. Uh, like, even Griffin turned to me and was like, "What the hell is she wearing?" Oh no. Dude. Michelle Clapton. Uh, Roy swears a breastplate. Always. Of Michelle Clapton. It's like we three sizes size too big for his torso. <laughs> Why is uh, he no. wearing it Can inside? Can we talk about how he's like this Castellan of the castle or the Seneschal or something? Like he's <laughs> he's like greeting yeah. people at the door. He's taking uh, Sansa's orders for like logistics. Mm-hmm. All while wearing yeah. armor. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right. A slow walk across the screen. We oh. we like just follow Jamie walking yeah. the flight. Yeah. And a lot of the like we follow um, Jamie fireplace group the gather stuff had that same kind of feel too. Oh totally. Yeah. That was so bad, by the way, when they're like, You're in this room drinking? Let's all be in this room drinking. And then people do, just pop in. Do you guys remember when there was that like video game voiceover montage by John in the middle of the episode that I'm just remembering <laughs> now? That amounted to them standing in a room. Oh, Helmsteep has but one weakness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Davos yeah. is folksy. Yeah. That happened. Oh, he makes onion soup. Yes. Uh, no, you're on, which yeah. I missed. Wow. You know what? I will say this about the actor who plays Euron. He at least is having fun, whereas so many of the other actors just look so burnt out. Mm. Oh, totally. <laughs> like, Especially some of the child actors who have been at this since they were literal children. They are so done. <laughs> and he's like, yay, I'm on Game of Thrones. And yeah. Like, yay, but like at least in, you're like In Sophie Turner's fun. case, that's like totally in character. So that's yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> the doneness. Um, Whites did not die this episode. Gendry, no, I, look, Gendry yeah. looking hot. There yeah. was like actual steam. There was steam. I loved the steam. Yeah, they so like working up city and take heat. Yeah, I was I'm thinking very that too. Thank about you. This. Why no, would you I'm still, not, I'm still not over, like, being a blacksmith being a transferable skill to, like, napping obsidian. Blast I'm still not over <laughs> yeah. that. I mean, so. you would know about weapon designs, but you wouldn't forge it the same way as you would steel. Yeah, and, like, napping stone is actually, like, a high skill thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, anyway. No, he was, like, lubed up with Vaseline in that first shot. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> they're not going to do this, are they? Okay, I think we're safe, and then nope. and then we weren't. Safe. Were there uh, any subtitles? <laughs> there actually weren't subtitles. No, okay. The Missandei Grey were just speaking in English, whatever they call it. The common uh, tongue. Yeah, sure. And then inverse episode title spoken aloud. Yes. Yep. So was we act- a knight yeah. of the seven kingdoms. You are a knight of oh, the seven yeah, kingdoms. Oh yeah, of course, of course there was. Sorry, I thought the title was. Um, the rightful queen. No. So ha- yeah. has the knighting ceremony changed like since before Egon's conquest? Because calling somebody a knight of the seven kingdoms wouldn't have made sense then. Anyway. Julia. Yes? What, I'm too smart for this? I anyway, know. we got one Carol. It is the horizontal with, with the, middle. the middle Yeah. Star. Yep. Oh. 
So that's what I got out of that. Yeah, we're like missing one out of each column. Yeah. Yeah, it was like perfect. Damn. We we would have had like three more, but it was like a perfect one was missing. Damn. Which is okay. Keep us on our toes, D&D. This was an unexpected episode. Um, we are a bit long, as always. So last closing thoughts. Who is dying next week? Because the internet's like, oh my god, everyone's gonna die. Like, I actually uh, okay, I, don't let, uh, I can tell you who I want to die. <laughs> let me put Davos, Sandor. Uh, excuse me, Davos cannot die. Who will give us folksy onion soup without Davos? Who will give us Clegane Bowl? Like, for God's <laughs> sakes, at least give us a decent fight out of this. Like, I Jesus. think so. But no, I think Davos and Sandor are definitely on the chalkboard. Okay, block. so this is my thesis. Oh, wait, no, not Sandor. There has to be Clegane Bowl. Yeah, no, like, yeah. We have to get but, our. We have to get our WWE match. Okay, okay, okay. This is my thesis, and I might be totally wrong, and that's fine. I don't care. Um, I think it's going to be like Battle of the Bastards, where like there's a lot of main characters involved, but really not anybody dies. Because I don't really see them. I like, I could see some like really side people, like um, Th- uh, not Thoros. Who's the... Uh, Beric Dondarrion. Um, mm-hmm. The Hound can't die because he has to do Clegane Bowl. I don't think they're going to... Tormund could they're die. They're not going to kill... Tormund could die here. They're not going to kill yeah. Brienne here. They're not going to kill Jamie here. They're not going to... I think they are going to kill um, Grey Worm. <sighs> yeah. He he basically had like a sniper dog yeah. on him since he said he was going to go to Westeros Bahamas or whatever. <laughs> I, I agree with you too, Caroline, where I think it's going to be the people that like feel familiar enough that it's like, oh, look at the stakes, but like Arya's We not can't have dying, too many major you know? deaths because they would need to spend so much time on them, you know, that it's like... Like, people, some of the people at work have been saying, like, oh, Jamie might die. And I'm like, no, Jamie has to, first of all, Jamie's going to live, I think, the whole series. But uh, Jamie has to be around when Carol dies or lives, whatever what happens if, with her. What What if Bronn just, like, crashes the last few minutes of this battle and kills Jamie and Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where he is with his little crossbow doodad. Well, but I guess in all seriousness, because I think a lot of the tertiary characters, for lack of a better term, are on the line. So, like, even Masanda I could see dying. Gilly I could see dying. Um, Varys. Sam will be fine. Probably. Sam will but, be. But are there any, like, main characters you think legitimately could die next week? Because there's only one that's coming to mind for me, and that's Bran. I was just about to say that. Yeah. I was going to say Theon, but Theon has to do something with Euron. I think Theon might actually die. Yeah, you're die. right about that. Yeah, I think he might die, too, because he's like, well, oh, I'm going to protect that, Bran. They may give that character beat to Yara or something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Bran will probably, yeah. like, warg into Rhaegal or something. <laughs> but or no, ghost. I, I could 100% see Bran dying, because D&D just have no interest in this character anyway, so. And how is he, how are they going to get him out of there if he's just, like, hanging out in the gods with one guard? There's no wheelchair ramp out of that damn yeah. courtyard. <laughs> How does he keep getting in there? Does someone just, like, ditch him? I don't know. I don't does know. he wheel it's himself? It's not like Hodor carried him over. I have no idea. I could see, I, I agree with you, I could see Bran being, because I I don't think they're going to win the Battle of Winterfell. I think that Winterfell's no. going to get overrun, and they're going to have to flee south, and therefore our final, final battle will be in King's Landing, where it, it's, it has to be. Um... So like, I don't foresee them like defeating the Night King here and then going and fighting Cersei in a separate thing. Like there should, it's going to be like one culminating thing. Yeah, but like I, I just don't see Danny dying here or Sansa, John, like nah. Jamie. I, Podrick I really will probably don't. die. Yeah. Um, and I don't think Sansa in Brienne's arms. No, I think uh, I think no. a lot of these main characters are going to make it out. I think Sansa will, Jamie will, Tyr- 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 Tyrion's not going to die. 
Yeah. Maybe I'm being really stupid about Sansa. She just feels safe to me in general for the, the show. I mean, the plot armor I feel like if they were going to kill Sansa, they would have made a big deal of her being in a whole bunch of this episode with sad music playing. And they probably <laughs> wouldn't have had her being like bitchy and standing up to Danny still, right? Like they right. want to really turn the knife so they would yeah. have it be like a nice moment. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um yeah. All right. Just our thoughts. Uh, any closing thoughts that you guys have? On I don't know. Next week is going to be so painful. It's going to be really long, right? I just don't care oh about my. battles. Yeah, it's going to be boring. Won't be able to see anything. Oh wait, I'm happy I have Monday off, so I can I can. I don't know. I'm kind of happy it's a battle. Like, I, I think those have been consistently like the. They're at least visually interesting, you know. I mean, at least there's stuff going on. You but know wait, I mean? guys, like, how much are we really going to be able to see on our screens? Because it's <laughs> it's Winterfell. It's in at night, right? It's dark. Well, in yeah. theory, it's the they're show. fighting with fire. Oh, I guess it is going to be at night. Oh, well, they remember sucks. to fight with fire. <laughs> Why is it going to be at night? I hate don't they, that like, idea so the White much. Walkers bring the darkness or well, whatever? Like when they just yeah, showed they up. they remembered that they're only supposed to come out at night. Yeah. All of a sudden. But they don't, though. <laughs> I know. They, sometimes Ever. they forget. <laughs> Um, yeah, like, Hard Home wasn't really night, it was just a snowstorm. Yeah. Well, no, I'm just basing it on the, at the yeah. end of this previous episode was them lining up outside and it was still dark. But it was, like, pre-dawn. So, maybe you'll Yeah, because get Beardy said that they're they're gonna come, uh, first light at dawn on the third day so or whatever. So, basically, this is gonna look like if you smashed the battle for, uh, the wall in season four with Hard Home together. Yeah, that's what I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah, which I, and him steep. I don't think it's gonna look great. <laughs> and I steep. mean, I like I liked a lot. Yeah, Sully are gonna be like wall, the elves but... in Helmsteep. I mean, I liked Hard yeah. Home in a visual kind of. It was in a king key jingly kind of way, but not in a like a you know literary kind of way. Just remember, remember Smurfette. Oh my god! Oh, but here, god. here's the thing about this: is that like it will be all battle. D and D for a while yeah. now have been obsessed of what the limits are of a battle that they can fully show, mm-hmm. and to me, that's not really a good limit to test. No, apparently, it's going to be not, and I quote, the longest battle in cinema history, like with TV and movies. There's probably a reason it hasn't been done like that before. Mm-hmm. Hey, you guys want yeah, to take bets on how yeah, many... it's going to be like the lightsaber fight in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, Kayla. No, sorry. Do you want to take bets on how many female whites and or white walkers we're going to see? None? <laughs> Have we ever seen a female white walker? No. I think they, they reproduce by whites. touching babies on the forehead. So. Craster's babies. I guess yeah. Craster's babies were all boys. So. Well, the ones that he I, sacrificed. I doubt right? that Craster made the entire army unless he was like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, like how many sons yeah, did he really have? Maybe 15, maybe ten, maybe fifteen. I mean, I would say like he had a lot of wives. So let's say conservatively or like liberally, a couple hundred. Like no, he could have had, had, had a hundred no, sons. Genghis Khan had a lot of sons. No, yeah. he could if he had if he had. I mean, like twenty wives for. There was at least like fifty women in the shack. Yeah, he had a he had a lot of women. Oh, it didn't there. look like fifty. Not fifty. I would say fifteen to twenty. Okay, but anyway, fine, whatever. The point is, there's no. I don't females. think it's it's beyond the stretch of reason that he would have like a hundred, but still, like there's more than a hundred. So, yeah. Well, we will wait and see. I just like I already zone out from even their shorter battles, so yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm, I'm sure we're gonna see a lot of cool tracking shots. Yep, looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing. Because they watched Mad Max, too. (laughs) (laughs) All right. 
Well, thank you, listeners, for bearing with us for yet another extended feature-length episode. <sighs> we're just trying to prep Yay. you for Game of Thrones, is what we're doing. Right. Yep. Yeah, we care. Yeah. And thank you so much, Danzi, for joining us. Always Yay. a pleasure to oh, have you. Oh, you're so yes, welcome. Anytime. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely check out Danzi Reviews on YouTube. You, you will like Yay. it. You will not regret this. Also, if you liked this podcast, tell people about it. Yep, that's your assignment. You could also visit thefandamentals.com. To I'm telling people about it right now. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, fa- thefandamentals.com has our writing on Game of Thrones for the season. I just, I have a piece that's going to be going up either tomorrow or the next day. Whatever, it will be back in time for you guys. Uh, on Arya and Gendry's sex, uh, Bo had a piece about Danny and her dragons today. So lots of good stuff there. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And yeah, that's, I think that's about it. Ooh. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye. We were gone all last year when we could live without fear. But now the fandoms reappeared to heap on empty praise and cheer the nonsense in the pit. Didn't alert viewers to this shit. So once again, the show won because now Emmys just mean fun. We've made it here to season eight where there are clear simplistic stakes. Though we must appreciate the idiocy of our characters face revolting to the end. Who knows how it'll offend cause this show sucks game of thrones sucks game of thrones sucks game of thrones sucks game of thrones it's 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 just bad it's bad take my word for it it's bad we have other things in common we've both known what it means to lead people who aren't inclined to accept a woman's rule and we've both done a damn good job of it from what i can tell and yet i can't help but feel We're at odds with one another.